Praise the Lord and welcome. You are listening to IHAP Podcast, episode number 19, with me, your host, Reverend Mario A. Najera. To all our returning listeners, uh, and for those listening in for the first time, thank you for joining me and my guest today, Sister Nancy Viegas, First Lady of Bethel Temple Apostolic Church in Santa Ana, California. We are here to testify that no matter where your life's journey has taken you, that Jesus loves you, Jesus still saves, and Jesus is still doing works within his people. So listen, grow, as we share what God has done in the life of my guest today, Sister Nancy. Praise the Lord, Sister, and thank you so much for honoring me today as a guest on IHAP Podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Reverend. I appreciate the invitation. It's an honor and a blessing to uh, for this invitation. Oh, it's all my pleasure, Sister. And although we never got to meet in person, I know there's some uh, history as far as her family is concerned where you grew up. That's, Sister, why um, I wanted to invite you on today and, and to learn about the goodness of God in your life and the works that he's done for you. And that's a question I want to open up with, Sister, for you. Uh, where did you find yourself or what's the earliest memories you have uh, of your experience before church in your life? Well, there has never really been a before church. I um, am a PK. I was born and raised in church. And so um, I was um, a Christian. I was uh, a part of the church from the time I was um, in my mother's womb. Wow. <laughs> what a blessing. What amen, a blessing. And um, as far as for being um, an, a pastor kid and growing up in that atmosphere, um, uh, there had to get to a point, though, where even though you got to experience being in church all your life, that decision you had to make on your own to want to continue to serve God or, or find this personal relationship with God. How was that experience for you, like, sister? I was 12 years old when I was baptized. I was baptized by my father. Oh. Um, I was excited. I was nervous. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was making the right decision. I, I mean, I knew that salvation was essential for mm. my salvation, and I knew that it was important, but I I, I was excited yet scared. Mm. I didn't want to fail God. I, and so, you know, I was 12 years old, and I, I, I there was fear, but there was also excitement. Oh, that's awesome, sister, your, your father being able <laughs> to baptize you in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, myself, I've been very blessed to experience that same feeling, uh, my 12-year-old, uh, my son, Andrew, you know, being able to baptize him in Jesus' name. And and, yeah. it's, and it's very interesting. We talked about the same thing. Uh, I, we told him, son, it's not hard uh, to serve God. It's the decisions that we have to make in order to please God. I go, I yeah. think that's, that's going to be the hardest to, to kind of overcome. But as long as you serve God the best that you can, you're going to do great. And yeah, praise God, he got baptized in Jesus' name, and and he's serving God at, at a young age, which is awesome. Um, Amen. So, sister, as far as for being baptized in Jesus' name since the early age of 12, serving God, uh, I I understand that you are, um, like I introduced you as a first lady, Bethel Temple Apostolic Church there in Santa Ana, California. Um, how is that for being called into the ministry? Well, I mean, I... I've always felt called, you know, when you mm. are a pastor's kid, you always know that you have a calling. Mm. Um, I grew up in church and I, I've always felt called, but mm. I was confused. Mm. I didn't know. I didn't understand why God would call me mm. um, as I've had many challenges from from the moment I was born um, up until 
um, six years ago. Wow. Um, when I fully understood who, who I was, mm-hmm. who I am, that God loves me despite my flaws yes. and that um, I just need to give it all over to God. And so I've always felt called. Mm-hmm. I just was confused because I couldn't understand how God um, could call me mm-hmm. as confused as I was. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> so having that, like you mentioned, that confusion in your life or that, you know, that doubt, um, sister, eventually, you know, like you mentioned, you did give uh, yourself over to that calling. Um, what was something that, that just finally convinced you or was something that just finally clicked or, or made it, uh, like you said, made you understand that God just received you the way you were? Well, this is where the testimony starts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was stuck in depression. Mm. Um, I've been married for 20 years mm-hmm. of those, uh, I'm sorry, 25 years mm-hmm. of 25 years of marriage. Um, of those 25 years, 20, I was stuck in depression. Wow. In and out of depression. When I got married, um, I I came with a lot of anger, a lot of bitterness, a lot of hate mm. um, that I didn't realize I had. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a lot of characteristics of self-preservation. If at any moment in time I felt rejected or someone was mean to me, mm-hmm. I immediately kind of like a porcupine. Oh. I, my, my little spikes just came out and I went into defense mode. And all kinds of spikes would go flying and I'd hurt people back. Mm. And uh, so um, it was those 20 years of depression. And finally, I got to a breaking point. I had I had gone to all the seminars. I'd gone to all the women's retreats mm-hmm. seeking for healing. Mm. And I remember um, back in 1998 or 99, um, the healing process began. But I wasn't completely healed until 2011. Mm almost 11 years later. Wow. Um, and I, I remember I was at the altar. I was, I was at a woman's conference and Bishop Julian Aguirre had preached a message about releasing chains of the past. And I remember on the, I would threw myself at the altar and I was crying. And I, I mean, I have the cassette tape somewhere and you could hear me in the background and I'm oh. howling like a, like a wolf. Yeah. And I was so embarrassed that, you know, I made that big old scene, <laughs> but, um, uh, the healing started back in 1998 and 99. I don't remember. It was in the district of Fresno, somewhere out in, in that district. And um, it started then. And um, from there, I, I, I would go, I would get healed. Mm-hmm. And then I'd come home and I'd be so happy only to fall back into depression three mm-hmm. to four, four months later. And it seemed like every time I slipped back into depression, mm-hmm. it was worse. Mm-hmm. Up until um, my son was 17 years old, my daughter was uh, 16 years old, um, and I went through some trials with my children where I almost lost them Mm. to the world, and that broke me. Mm. That's what broke me, and um, I blamed myself for all the things they were going through and all the things that they were facing. I blamed myself, and Satan came in, and he began to... um, taunt me and make fun of me and see, you're never going to be anybody. Mm. You know, you were ashamed to your parents. You know, you, you couldn't be a good daughter. You can't be, couldn't be a good mother. And mm. you're a horrible pastor's wife. By that time I was already a pastor's wife. Mm. And you know what? Just, just run away. Wow. Satan had come and said, run away because everything you touch is cursed. Wow. 
And I entertained the thought for a moment and I said, you know, I, um, I thought, you know, no, I can't leave my family because everything will fall apart and it'll get worse. My children will be worse off. My husband will be worse off. I will be worse off. And I, and I, and I fought that, that thought or that idea. Mm-hmm. Several months later, um, Satan came back and said, you know, if you're not going to leave, then die. Wow. How dare God create you? How dare God create your mother, an awesome woman of God, the example 100% of a virtuous woman. Mm. How dare God create someone as awesome and amazing as your husband? You see, God gave me the most amazing husband in the whole wide world. And you would think that that should have made me happy because that's every woman's dream is to <laughs> marry their prince on the white horse. And yeah. my husband was a prince. He he treated me like gold. And, and the thing is that, you know, what people don't realize is that Men, women don't don't bring us happiness. Mm. The one who brings us happiness and peace is Jesus. Yes. And so um, Satan came and said, you know, how dare God create these awesome people and turn around and create you. You're a basket case. Mm. How dare God? And I began to believe that mm-hmm. that lie. How dare God create me? Why can't I get any? Why can't I get my head on straight? You know, I had all kinds of people problems, all kinds of relationship problems. I I couldn't keep a job. Um, everything, all my relationships were messed up. Wow. And um, Satan said, just just die. Pretend you're the pastor's wife. Clap your hands, jump up and down. But inside, you're, God is dead. You're dead. To, God is dead. Mm-hmm. He does not exist. I accepted. Wow. I said, okay, God's dead. Because why would he create me otherwise? Mm. So when um, there there happened to be another women's conference coming up, and I thought, oh, I'm gonna go because to see my friends. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a big like convention, big social yeah. event. You know, and I want to go see my friends who come from out of state and and all over the place. It was um, renewing my spirit in Union City, mm-hmm. and um, I thought, you know what, I'm gonna go. And um, Dr. Jeffers preached the first sermon. And the very first sermon of the very first night was by Dr. Gerald Jeffers. And his his message was, shall we sit here till we die? Mm. And um, the sentence he used was, are we just going to sit here and die? Mm-hmm. And I looked up to heaven. I was so angry. I looked up at the ceiling. You know, that was my, my heaven. And I looked up at the ceiling. I said, really, God? I was mumbling underneath my, you know, it's like, you know, talking be- between my teeth, gritted, mm-hmm. and I didn't want my girls to hear me. My daughter and my daughter-in-law at that point was sitting next to me, and I was like, really, God? The music was going on, so they couldn't hear me talking. <laughs> I was like, I was just like looking and talking under my breath, like, really, God? No, this isn't going to happen again. I refuse to be healed again, you know? Mm. And I refuse. This isn't going to happen. You don't exist to me. But mm. by the end of that message, I was broken. Mm. And I told God, okay, even then I was still doubtful. I said, okay, God, let's do this one more time. Let's do this again. I don't know how long this is going to last, God, but we'll see. And I'm, and, and so I went to the altar. I found the furthest corner in mm. the altar so that nobody would find me. I didn't want to make a scene like the <laughs> first time in 1999. <laughs> I did not, not want to howl like a wolf. And I didn't want to, you know, make a big deal. And I just found a little corner and I wept. And, and I just, you know, quietly... And um, Dr. Jeffers, um, he went up, he found me Mm. in the little corner that I was hiding in. And he invited other pastor's wives, including Vani Lopez. And he commanded them to lift my hands up and they prayed over me. Mm. And um, 
since that moment, I have never been depressed again. Um, I have had moments of sadness and moments, mm. um, down moments, but never um, to the point of wishing myself to die. Mm. Never um, the point of asking God. I'd lay sometimes in bed and I'd say, God, just take me home. I don't know how to serve you. I don't, oh. I don't know. I've tried everything. I, I, I've, I've gotten myself up and I just fall back on my face. Mm -hmm. I've hurt people. I've offended people. I've talked about people. I do not know mm. what to do. So when God healed me that day, I got up from there and I said, okay, God, let's, let's work on this together. Mm. And I said, I want you to show me every area in my life that has been wrong. Mm. I want you to show me why I failed, why I keep falling. And one of the first areas that God showed me was in the area of submission. Mm. I cried all the way home when I listened to a message that I found on YouTube on submission. Mm -hmm. And um, it was by a Trinitarian pastor. And um, it, his message just got to me. I understood that I had a spirit of Jezebel. Mm. I understood that I was manipulative. I understood that I was not submissive. You see, before I got married, um, because of how I was brought up, very strict, mm -hmm. I vowed that I would not let any man ever, mm. ever tell me what to do. Mm. And um, and I didn't need it because my husband's so awesome and so amazing. He's been very good. You know, he's not a macho man. Yeah. <laughs> and and so I, I didn't need I didn't need to come into marriage, but but I made that decision. No matter how small the decision, he said no. I wasn't going to listen. Mm. So what a lot of people don't understand is when we live with that kind of an attitude, we are living in disobedience to the word of God. Mm -hmm. And when we are living in disobedience to the word of God, we will not be blessed. Yes, amen. And so I opened the door to the enemy to come in and mess with my mind. Mm. And um, I had a lot of self-defeating thoughts. I had low self-esteem. Um, and as a pastor's wife, I hurt many people. I said mean things. I abused my authority mm -hmm. um, in my church. And, um, and you know, it's been difficult. Mm -hmm. But God began to show me so many beautiful things about how to build my character, how to mm -hmm. serve God, how to talk to people, how to treat people, mm -hmm. how not to talk to people, how not to talk about people. And I have learned, brother, that if we just obey the word, mm. our lives will be so happy. I'm so happy right now in my life. Mm. I want everybody to experience the joy of the Lord that I enjoy and enjoy. Yes. It is so simple. It is so simple. Being a Christian is so simple. Mm. All it is, is obeying the word of God. Yes. You know, the Bible says, um, Love thy neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. Two commandments. Love yourself so that you can love your neighbor. Mm -hmm. If you don't love yourself, you can't love your neighbor. Yes. There's a true saying that says, if you hurt, hurting people hurt people. Mm. So if you're hurt, so I don't, when somebody hurts me, I don't look at, I don't look at the words or mm. the hurts. I look at their heart and their yes. soul and I pray for them. The Bible mm. says that the strong lift the weak. Yes. So it was it was those strong people that lifted me up that helped me get through where I'm at. Mm. Um, through through you know through that trial, mm. but I understand, brother Nahira, I completely 
what being a true Christian is. And I honestly feel like if I was reborn, mm. I, I, I feel like, and, and my husband hates when I say this, so um, <laughs> hopefully he won't hear the podcast. <laughs> I honestly feel like a newborn Christian. Mm, yeah. I feel like this is my first love mm. ever in all the years of baptism. Yeah. I got baptized in 1984. I don't, don't know how many years <laughs> I've been, but <laughs> yeah. you can do the math. <laughs> but um, Brother Nahira, I am so grateful that God was so loving and so yes. patient. And that's what God wants us to be with people who are weaker than us, yeah. is to be love and be patient mm. with, with the weak. Yes. He loved us and he was patient with us. Oh, yes. Amen. That, that is very true. Wow, sisters. I mean, some of the things that you confessed and you shared, uh, and I think it's going to be surprise maybe some people that, that are listening, maybe not some that are close to your situation, but, you know, the fact that, you know, we talk, you're talking about depression and, and being in ministry, but these are, these are things that you mentioned the enemy can get a hold of and work in your life. Amen. And make Amen. you see yourself in a certain way. But like you were saying, once mm-hmm. I, I understand what you're saying, like, you know, and, and you are born again Christian because the, the word of God says that we die to ourselves daily. So every Amen. day is a new experience. And when I was pointing out, when um, I was sharing with you that I get to, I got to baptize my son. Uh, that's what I, I was, uh, that's what I had forgotten. We talked about too, is, you know, as long as you're, you're trying to follow the word of God, it is not going to be hard. It, it's simple. You know, it's Amen. simple. Just follow God's word. And like you were mentioning also, um, you know, once, you know, once you were obedient to God's word and God, that's it. God's word will set us free. You know, if we know the truth, Amen. which is the God's word and it's God himself, he's truth. And then we, we know that and we receive it, then we will be set free uh, indeed. So sister, that's that's just a great, great uh, example of that. And thank you so yeah. much for sharing it. Um so it, it kind of going off a little bit though sister um you know like i mentioned if someone hears us about depression what what would you what would you because sometimes we want to hide those things you know like i said as christians Absolutely. you know we don't yeah we don't want to tell people we're depressed but what would you counsel somebody you know that that's experiencing what you're going through what would you um you know besides obviously praying about it or whatever you know who who would you uh, recommend for them to talk to or read, you know, whatever it is, what, what do you feel you could tell them? Well, um, one of the things I recommend is inner healing and deliverance. Mm. I was healed and I received inner healing and deliverance in my home. Okay. I, I bought some curriculum, um, from, uh, um, I bought it. And I think that us as, as apostolics, we need to come up with our own curriculum mm-hmm. Um, but I purchased some curriculum and I went through the curriculum and I went through each, each process of healing, of forgiveness, of bitterness and, uh, awesome. rejection. I went through each one, yeah. uh, now in my church, every few months or so I have, uh, I have a weekend where I do it in English and I have a weekend where I do it in Spanish and I'll have inner healing and deliverance, um, a Friday and a Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I'll do all the lessons in two days. Wow. And it's basically like uh like like you're sitting in class. Yes. And it's one class after the other, after the other, after the other. So what I would recommend to somebody who is going through depression is going through inner healing and deliverance classes. Mm. Amen. Yes, yes. Um man, sister, what a journey. 
What a journey. Amen. Amen. And the great thing about it is that God is merciful and it's not over yet. So No, it's uh, not. And, you know, just when I think just when I think, oh, you know, I'm I'm good now. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done all the growing. Oh God just he throws in another yeah. another um I don't know what you wanna call it, but yeah. he just throws in another um cleaning like he he sends a a, a spring cleaning yes. into my brain and he just just, you know, um opens it up and just just the last three weeks of December, mm-hmm. I received the greatest revelation of all. Mm. And um, it just seems like just when I think I'm done growing, mm. God just just does surgery on my brain again yes. and just inserts all this wonderful knowledge. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Especially when you're seeking him. That's what, you know, you see God and, and he's going to want to provide all those things for you. And like I said, it's just dying itself daily, like Paul said, you know, every day yeah. just a renewing. Man, sister. Um, yeah. So I, I, you mentioned your husband, you know, in, in, in what you were uh, just sharing with us, sister. But um, if you could thank, and, and he's, still, he's still eligible for that, but if you could thank any one person in your faith journey, who would it be and why? My husband. Yes. My husband, he, um, he, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. He, he has loved me. Through my worst moments, mm. it was his love that kept me. Mm. Of course, God's love yeah. and my husband's unconditional love that he never gave up on me. If my husband had given up on me, I don't know where I'd be. Mm. I probably would have given up on myself. Mm. And I honestly believe with my whole heart that our marriage was made in heaven because mm. it had to be. Yeah. It had to be in order for my husband to stay married to me. <laughs> it had to have been ordained in heaven. Mm. There is no other man on this planet Earth who would have been better created for for me. Oh, wow! And um, it would be him. It would be him because he loved me mm. unconditionally. Yes. When others judged me mm. and rejected me. He would just pull me tight and tell me how much he loved me. Oh, that's awesome. Even when I knew he felt like punching me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. And he has a testimony of his own where he says he, he is to pray and say, God, my wife is on the 55 freeway right now. She's by herself. The kids are not with her. You can put a nail on the oh. road and <laughs> pop her tire and make her disappear from this world. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> So um, uh, he has a testimony. And that's great. And then, like you said, when 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 marriages are made in heaven, or when you find that person that God has placed in your life, it it, it shows. It it your marriage obviously you can go through thick and thin, and and that person, you know, with all all our faults or all our shortcomings, it just it's amazing how much one person can love another person. Amen. And, Amen. Yeah, and I think that's as close as we can experience to God's love and mercy and grace, you know, when you have that Amen. person that God has placed in your life. Amen. Hi, uh, sister. So, um, so you know, we just started a new year, sister. We're still in the month of January. What are some expectations that you have, either, you know, for your ministry, for yourself, or for your church? What What are some expectations or from God for in 2018? Well, um, one of the things that God has showed that showed me in late 2017 mm. um, is is love mm. and making people feel loved, making the connection with people. Mm. Um, a lot of times, as pastors, you know, 
we just um, we we lead, but we don't connect. Mm. You know, sometimes our churches get so big and we don't have time for everybody, but we have to make time to connect. Mm. So one of the things that I'm um, working on is connecting with people, making people feel special. Because before I didn't, it was all about me. Mm. It was all about, you know, what can you do for me? And now God has instilled a a spirit of of servanthood, Mm. a spirit of servanthood, um, where now I just want to serve. Mm. I no longer care to be served. I want to serve. That's good. Um, and I, I want to cater to our neighbor, to our neighbors. <laughs> I want to cater to our to our church members. And yes. how are you, brother, brother, sister? We missed you at church. You know, are you okay? You know, oh no, I'm sick. Well, we'll be praying for you. Mm. And um, it's it's to love my brothers and sisters with all my heart. For God to show me how to love. Mm. There's people, difficult people within the church. Sometimes. And I'm asking God, God, help me to love the mm. difficult because you loved me when I was difficult. <laughs> you know? Yes, and yes. sometimes we don't see that. We say, <laughs> we think, oh, we're changed. I'm changed. God did a great work in me. But if God was patient with me, yes. then I need to be patient with them as well. And so my goal is to just serve people in 2018, love people in 2018. Mm. Sorry, my husband's work phone's going off. That's okay. You know, just portray who Jesus is. Yes. Jesus loves us. He cares for us. Mm-hmm. And we need to portray that. Yes. If people uh, feel judged or feel rejected, they're not going to want to come to your church. Yeah. So um, it is all about serving God and serving others. It's yes. not about me. It's about, about serving others. Yes, in Jesus' name, and and Amen. God and God open doors. God open doors when when our hearts in that in that uh, type of attitude and 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 just being a servant, definitely for Amen. sure. Amen. Um, sister, thank you so much for sharing uh, as much as you did and being an open as much as you did. But I, I wanted to uh, ask you um, or or kind of wrap up with this question: if if someone listening out there today, um, you know, would just we're looking for some type of encouragement from somebody, Christian or not, about either continuing in this walk with the Lord or starting their own relationship with Christ. Um, what would you say to them? I would say you need to talk to God. Mm. He is the creator. He is your creator. Yes. He created each and one of us. And um, there have been many times where I've said, God, You know, I'm working on this area in my life and I keep falling off the bandwagon. Mm. And God, show me how to stop falling off the bandwagon. Mm -hmm. Show me, you know how to fix me. You have the manual. (laughs) You have the manual that says Nancy Villegas. God, you created me. So I'm going to you, my creator, the manufacturer of my life. Yes. And God will guide you. God will send you, um, something will pop up on your, your Facebook, on your, on your Instagram. Something will pop up where you'll be guided. I think that's what happened um, um, with me. Um, every time I would pray and ask God to show me something, mm-hmm. I, I would either find a book, um, I see something on YouTube, or, re- or I, um, somebody would give me a book, mm-hmm. um, or I hear a preaching on YouTube, but everything and god's timing is perfect Mm. i remember um a couple years ago i ran into a book um um called anointing for healing Mm. and that book transformed my life wow 
I ran across another book called um, The Power in Praise. Mm. That helped get me through. Mm-hmm. Um, when I read that book, I began to pray for people. Mm. Um, a, a sister called me from South County. And, uh, well, she called my husband. My husband says, I'm busy, sister. Can you talk to my wife? I prayed with her over the phone. Um, her father had just been diagnosed with cancer. Wow. And he was in Mexico. I prayed. I said, sister, do you believe that your father can be healed? Mm-hmm. She said, yes. I said, okay, uh, we're going to pray right now. And I prayed a simple prayer. And um, about a month later, um, she caught up with me at a ladies retreat. And she said, sister, are you the one who prayed with me over the phone? I'm like, yes, sister. She says, my father has been healed completely. Wow. The doctor said he's never makes a mistake, but that this time he, he, he doesn't know what happened, but there was no more cancer. Wow. Praise God. And, and, and then, um, uh, somebody came to my church and their car was broken down and they didn't have money to repair it. Mm-hmm. God said, go pray for their car. <laughs> so my husband and I, we went outside and my husband anointed the car with oil and I prayed over the car. The car was fixed. All right. My cousin was dying in the hospital and I started praying and three days later he was out. Wow. And I have testimony after testimony that this book, this little, little book just, you know, transform my life and mm. it could be a book it could be a sermon but god will speak to you yes in many different ways all you got to do is ask ask and you shall receive knock and the door shall be open mm. so it's up to us we have to ask and we get you have to get to that moment of desperation and saying god i cannot do this without mm. you that's Amen. what god wants to, to hear he wants to hear that we cannot do it without him yes. if, the moment we think that we can do it on our own we're, we're out of the ball game yes we struck out Wow. Amen. Yeah, just seeking and hunger hungering for God. Yeah. Yes. Oh. oh. Oh, Sister Nancy, thank you so much. And and uh, my yeah. prayer, what you were just talking about that, you know, seek asking for God for something and then maybe something will pop up on YouTube. And I just thought about this conversation right now that in yeah. Jesus name that when someone's listening or comes across it, you know, starts hearing your voice and, and you sharing what you've shared you know, that it's going to inspire them, you know, uh, yes, and just to seek God and, and to seek more of him. And and yeah. and that's the goal of this podcast ministry to do that. And and, and I think that's the same page that we're, we're on right now, you know, for yeah. seeking God. Thank you. Thank you, Sister Nancy, thank so you. much for your time and and for being thank on you. with me today. Um, and, and again, I really want to appreciate you, Sister. And we're praying for your church. And we'll thank be praying you. for you and, and your ministry also, sister. Thank, thank you. you. Oh, thank you're you welcome. Thank you so much for having us on. For oh, having me on. my pleasure, sister. Thank you so much, and God bless you. Amen. God bless. As we conclude our podcast for today, my prayer is that you have been blessed by what you have heard. If you are interested in learning more about this podcast or would like to listen to previous ones, please search for us on Facebook, SoundCloud, YouTube, and now you can also find the podcast on iTunes under IHOP Podcasts, where you will also be able to find links to all our other social media content. If you would like to be a blessing by contributing to this podcast ministry, you could visit our IHOP Podcast GoFundMe page where you can leave a donation. Again, until next time, Lord willing, God bless you.